Welcome back, everyone, to the Reflex Blues Show. I am your host, Donovan Beery. Got back a co-host here, Paul Meyer. Paul, how you doing? Good. And we, and we brought in, we've been trying to get Greg on the show here for, for like over a decade. So we got we got Greg, Greg Papreski. That's correct. Thank you. And and for those who don't know, it's G-R-E-G-P-A-P-R-O-C-K-I.com. Yep, that's correct. And... You are you are you you're an illustrator in Omaha. You well, you've been around Nebraska for a while, but but you had a, I think when I met you, you just got back from New York. I went out there for a while uh, because I had to because I got fired and I couldn't find any work in Nebraska. I got fired right after nine eleven, and um, the timing was pretty poor. So I went to New York in November. Nine eleven happened in September. I went to New York in um, whoa, whoa, whoa. November. So, so you get. So the so the economy is bad because yeah. there was a there was a major terrorist attack in New York. Mm-hmm. So you can't get hired in Omaha. So you're like, hey, I'll go to New York right at that time. Well, there was a lot of things that you know that kind of led there. I when I was working, I had been sending stuff out for books and trying to get published. And I sent well, I bought publishing for dummies, which is how I got into publishing. And I sent a I created a book when I was working at another agency and I put this book together and I sent it out to like, you know, six, seven publishers and I got, and Scholastic out of New York picked it up. And so when I got fired, I kind of had this book deal going. And so I was talking to people there and I go, you know, do you could like set me up with some work if I came out there? And they said they, that they could. And the timing worked because people were leaving New York and there was sort of a vacuum because they kind of like to work with local people. And so people were leaving and I came in and it just, it, you know, when I got out there, I could still smell burnt, like burnt plastic. And, you know, cause it just happened a few weeks ago and I was, you know, and I was, but, but, but I mean, so, so the plan was kind of in place before that. Sort of. move out. Well, I wasn't planning yeah. on, you know, it always was in the back of my head and I wasn't planning on going out there, but you know, Oh, everyone was, the economy just, it just seized up and there was no one hiring. People were getting laid off and I was, you know, I was in a kind of a panic because I grew up without a lot of money. So I always want to have something coming in and, you know, the minute it stops coming in, you start freaking out. And it sounds kind of weird, but I thought, well, New York's where I wanted to go my whole life and I might as well do it now. And I went out there and I Worked with Classic, but I worked with Simon and Schuster, other like other major publishers, and they, you know, I just kind of going through my book publishing for dummies and finding names and calling like cold calling, and just showing up with a portfolio and you know getting lined up with work. I was still uneasy about working on my own because you know New York's expensive. I wasn't making a tremendous amount of money, and. Uh, um, I don't know, things just kind of, you know, worked out. But also I got hooked up with, before I went, okay, it, it's such a convoluted thing, but before I went out there, I also got hooked up with Getty Images sure. on, on stock. And I kind of hit the ground floor of stock illustration. This was back when stock still paid more than a dollar an image. Oh my, yes, you know. Or, or I mean, the end yeah. user paid more than a dollar an image. No, my goal was to go completely stock. Because when I, I went out to, okay, I was doing some stock. I only had a few images when I went to New York, but I was getting recognized and people were getting a hold of me and it seemed like things and, were starting and, to build up. And if I remember right, Getty was like the 
the big stock place, you'd pay yeah. sixty bucks for a small image, more for a larger one. And and there weren't like a thousand stock image places to go on there, the internet. There wasn't, and there weren't a lot of contributors. So you know, I would be getting a hold like New York Times, Procter and Gamble. You know, all these companies would be going there, and there was like a, a small pool of art, and they'd see my art, and they'd use it almost like a, a an artist rep. And so they would get a look of Getty and then get a hold of me. But like the, the second year doing stock, I think I had 200 images. And I made like $60,000 off two, like off these 200 images. Wow. And I said, well, if I double that, you know, theoretically, it's $120,000. <laughs> <laughs> after that, it just, it, it was kind of like, I liken it to uh, the gold rush. There's stories about when you went out to you know California in 1849, there was gold on the ground, and you just picked it up, put it in your pocket. And then by the time people got out there, you had to blow up a mountain to find the nuggets, and everything just kind of fell apart. Like, it got so many people, and no one went, you know, they started watering down the prices, and, you know, went from 60 to, like, I think it dropped almost to, like, maybe 20,000, and then from there... A few years later, I was lucky to get a thousand, and now you know you, you're lucky to break a few hundred bucks <laughs> on stock. You know, so I don't do it anymore. But it, for someone who wasn't very sophisticated about art, things have kind of broken my way where I sort of fell into things. I mean, I started art. I was in the comics as a kid, and you know, in the comic books, you draw the turtle, draw the pirate. Oh yeah, yeah. I did that, and my parents, who worked in factories, they sent it in, and they got uh, they started talking with art instruction school people, and they sent you know there was some guy that would drive around little towns in the Midwest, and he'd hire, and he'd sign people up for it, and so you know I'm, I can't remember it, everything's so foggy, but I think I had it been in like maybe sixth grade, I still you know sixth seventh grade, some guy showed up at our house. And he was like a sales guy from our instruction school. And my parents, like I said, they were, my mom worked in a factory. My dad worked in a factory. They didn't know anything about art. I didn't either. We didn't, we, it's a small town in Nebraska. And he signed, he signed us up for it. And I'm not, I'm surprised. I come from a fairly large family with, you know, like we're kind of broke. I mean, I slept on my floor in my house until <laughs> I was like five because there wasn't enough room. I had to wait till people went to college before there was rooms available. It's kind of like a flop house for, you know. <laughs> and so, so they signed me up and I still, you know, I did it for maybe three or four years, but they taught, they taught all the basics. And, you know, now there's kind of a, like a trend to get, kind of get back to like some of the traditional stuff. I mean, not painting, but like you see a lot of retro stuff. And I have all these books that there were the curriculum back then. And I'll go through them every now and then. It has all the, like, like stuff that people forget about, like how art was created in like the 50s and the 60s, because these they're still teaching stuff from, you know, 10, 20 years before, and I was doing this in the 80s. And so these books show all these like theories and like how to make, like like rubbing on, on textures and incorporating them in your art. And so I got like these, my footing on how to do all the stuff with guys who knew what they were doing, even though they were, you know, it was a correspondence course. And I still have all the, the books, and they all are valid today. I mean, a lot of my art now is kind of based off of what I learned when I was in sixth grade. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know if I've learned anything since sixth grade. I, I, I did some good elementary school teachers, and then it's just been downhill ever since. Nothing. Yeah. Maybe you need to go back through your uh, 
your, what your mom's packed up for you. Maybe you'll find something that, you know. I might. I might. And I still have. I mean, I still neurotic when it came to art and compulsive. I would date everything and I put my name, I put my, you know, my, what grade I was in. And I still have all those somewhere. I mean, it kind of, I've been trapped, like since, since I left college, I've been, I was until I, you know, got all my footing and, you know, as a freelancer and not having to travel, I sort of, you know, I, I bounced around, you know, Omaha, Lincoln, Kansas City, New York, and then back to, you know, back and forth. And over that time, I kind of lost, I have it all, but I'm not sure where it's at, but. I like to find those and go through them again. Yeah. And 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 when we met, I think it was around two. It was in two thousand five. Yeah. Um, at, at an AIJ event, and I think you had just moved back fairly recently from New York, and and I just knew that at that point you'd already picked up. You were doing uh, illustrations for um, Curious George. Yeah, you know that was. I complain about work because it's always so busy, and, but it's like everything, when I think about it, things have all kind of like broken in my favor. And I'm and thinking back, it's like, God, how did that happen? Like, the Curious George, <laughs> you know, I um, I knew someone here in, in, well, I knew someone in Lincoln who knew an art director at Howden Mifflin. And I had met with that art director, like I contacted them when I was in New York. And there's always, you know, there's all these book, book shows. And so I met with this guy and I showed him my portfolio. And, you know, it was a nice exchange. Nothing happened. He left and passed my name off. To, like, he, he left or got let go from, um, from that publisher, and he passed my name off to someone else. And, like, a year later, I got a kind of a cold call about, you want to try for Curious George? Because, you know, the guy who did it, has been, he's been deceased for a long time, so they have other people working on it. And I'm I've done watercolor, but I'm not really a watercolor artist. Yeah, because they still want new material. Out there. Yeah, and I, I just did something like um, like two weeks ago. I just sent you know sent off a whole another book. So yeah, they've been a good client for about how oh, shoot maybe fifteen years. I you know the the math I forget, but I tested for this stuff and I didn't think it looked very good. I did a bunch of watercolors and I just made my own scenes. I sent it off and. Like a month later, they said, yeah, we'd like you to try it. And they gave me like, they, and the first one was like the big book of Curious George, which was like this, this encyclopedia of Curious George, which, you know, I was, you know, which I did, but I was pretty, uh, uh, for my first try at Curious George, it was, it was a big deal. And I, I, I succeeded because they kept coming back and asking for more. But yeah, it's, and it's also, you know, you tell people you're an artist or an illustrator, and people shake their heads. You know, when I, before I got married, my wife told um, told her parents that I was a freelance illustrator, and her dad's like, "What the hell's that?" That you doesn't even, that doesn't sound like a job. No, he's he's a rural guy. He he worked in the office at Union Pacific. He has no idea. And and so when you tell him, well, Greg does Curious George, it sort of legitimizes my profession. So so people don't <laughs> they don't dismiss you quite as fast. Yeah, because you have that name attached. That, that's that, that, Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I probably, you know, I still use it to kind of to kind of work my way into certain situations. Yeah. It all works. We're going to be right back with Greg, Greg Popreski. So, so, Greg, a number of years ago, I had somebody, they kind of explained your, your illustration style in a way. They Someone was someone from an agency, they said, you know, 
this person also did a little bit of illustration. He said, you know, I, I have like two styles I do. He goes, the thing about Greg, though, the guy's like 50 styles and he's good at all of them. Yeah, you know, um, when I was in, well, New York, I'll go back to there. I put together a portfolio and I, and, you know, I've always been like insecure about my art. That's probably why I do so much because you're like, if I get pigeonholed in this style, am I going to, will it, the enthusiasm run out and then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm screwed. So I took up my portfolio to a um, uh, artist rep in New York, and she was like, "Is this yours? Or are you a rep? Are you kind of a rep for a studio that you want us to rep?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's that's mine." And it's it's kind of bonkers, you know. I also have kind of a short attention span. I get I get bored with things pretty fast, you know. You know, it, it's after a while. I'm like, okay, I kind of did that. Let me see if I can do something else. It has its pros and cons because then you start getting asked to do things that you did like maybe five years ago and you don't do that anymore and <laughs> you're like, oh, I'll do it. And you kind of keep your fingers crossed that you can recreate that. And it always seems to work out. Basically, I've, I have a fear of poverty. And so if someone asks me to do something, even if I don't do it, I'll say I can do it. And then I'll sweat for a couple days and I'll crank it out and it turns out to be fine. And then somehow it leans on, lean, leads to doing it again and again. And Well, you wrote a couple articles. The other thing I want to talk about is, is you wrote a couple articles for How Magazine a, a few years ago. And I really liked the one of them you mentioned because sometimes, you know, people are more honest than you expect them to be. And you said, like, you weren't getting as many calls as you used to be. And, and I'm not saying you... And, and you were you were... You made it plain that you were still getting work. You just said something was going down. And so you said, I, I had to take an honest look at what I was doing. And you said that, you know, my, my color schemes, because at the time you did a lot of bright colors everywhere, they were kind of going out of favor to more of a monochromatic look, I guess. Yeah, you know, you do something for so long. And I mean, I'm always amazed by how some people can do one look their entire career. You kind of hope that's going to happen, but in reality, there's very few people that can achieve that. And this was after, you know, we things, you get nervous about stuff. There's a recession, and then the recession, even when the recession's over, you still kind of have, uh, you know, you're shell-shocked from stuff. And, and we had that recession, and things started, you know, I, I always had work, but it seemed like the work was getting, you know, fewer and far between. Even though in the at the end, Every year, you know, like my, when I did my, you know, my taxes, everything was fine. Like things have never really dipped that much, but I was really getting nervous. I was thinking about getting into, because um, I've been talking to people about doing like video games and stuff. Like I, I met someone who did video gambling and I'm not really in the video gambling because if you go to a casino, it's it's pretty sad. You see the people, you know, yeah, who are there. It's rough. With with their oxygen tanks sitting, you know, in a corner while the person who's watching them is playing slots. And, and so I sort of, I mean, I'm not like a like a big moral guy, but I thought, yeah, you know, that might be kind of, maybe that's not what I should do. But I was talking to art instructions, or not art instruction schools, but um, oh, there were schools where they teach 3D stuff. Like the art institutes, there, yeah. and they had correspondence schools for that. I was kind of going in the tailspin because I, I thought maybe I need to learn how to do three D animation, but I didn't want to take the time to to learn it because there's a, her, a huge learning curve. And I was doing books, you know, on my own that weren't published. And I sent one out to my contact who was still at Scholastic. He was like a he was a guy who was kind of behind Harry Potter. So he's you know this is a guy 
he's, he's a big deal. And I sent him a book that I spent a year on, and it was like this raccoon family, and it's real cute. And, and, you know, they're bright. And he he's always been pretty honest with me. And he said, Greg, it's just, you know, they're, uh, the color's wrong. The, the artwork is off. You know, maybe you just need to simplify. So I did a ABC book on my own. I spent maybe two weeks on it, Vias for Vittles. And it was, I, I went through like old popular mechanics magazines and stuff that it basically it would it'd have like a two color, maybe one color. It was like, you know, they'd have, somehow the artist would figure out how to like do a black and a red and then they'd register them together and it would make like, you know. That was it, probably based on budget back then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they, it was about as bare bones as you can go. And so I did this with the Vittles book and I sent it out to the publishers I, I saw contacts with. And within, the, by the end of the day, I had someone bite. They said, we'd like to do this. And I was just like, uh, yeah. You know, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to like play, like I didn't want to play ball by saying, I'm going to, I'm going to wait and I'm going to talk, you know, wait for like Scholastic or, or whoever else was out there. And I just said, okay, let's do it. And I, I kind of in my head, I had like an idea for doing a series, but I wasn't sure if they were, gonna, they were, you know, they wanted just do one or do a whole series of them. And it turned into like, I think I'm on maybe my 18th book. And that was 18 alphabet books. Yeah. And that was That's a lot of letters. But it's the same letters. <laughs> it, yeah. You know, um, how many X's can you find? There's only, I mean, that you've used every, every X there is. Yeah. It, we, I kind of cheat, uh, like, you know, I'll, I'll like excess, you know, EX. Okay. I'll capitalize the X. It's, yeah, it's the cheaters. And if you go on, um, like my book reviews, people love the art, but sometimes they complain about you, you cheated. That's not an X word, but it's like, it's fine. You know, everyone enjoys them. You do kind of wonder how many of these books can I do, but you know, they've been in, you know, Target, Costco, I think Walmart, you know, they're, people like them. I mean, they're simple, but there's something in there, you know, for most people. Yeah, and it's Gibbs Smith that picked up on it. Yeah, they've been, they've been a great partner. Yeah, and I'm doing some STEM books with them right now as well. I think there's maybe six STEM books. So they have definitely helped open up doors. Yeah. So do you kind of just come up with your style based on like the concept for the book, or is that more client led, or? You know, it's it's all me. Like. Um, the thing about the books is like every page is sort of different, you know, like there's always, cause I've always wanted to try different styles, like retro stuff, but I've never had a client where I could like, how am I going to work that in there? Cause for some reason I, I retro is always appealed to me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm reincarnated. Like I had a brother. I mean, it's just, this is kind of weird, but my brother who is like 10 years older than me, his, he always listened to big band music, like in the eighties when new wave was hot he put on a big band record and it was like, I thought that was weird, but it's like, so he's into that. I'm into like old stuff. So I don't, maybe there's, or maybe there's something in the water in Columbus <laughs> that makes you, I don't know. I've, I've been to Columbus a few times. It might be. Yeah. You know, um, I shouldn't speak ill of my, my, <laughs> I didn't realize that. I, I grew up in Grand Island like an hour uh, away. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it's, it's, it's I strange. Speak, I speak ill of my hometown all the time. Well, but I grew up in a haunted house. Oh. So, like I'm saying, there's, like, I seen ghosts as a kid, and we smelled, 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's good to smell sulfur full, like floating through your house and dissipating in a room and have my mom, she, you know, I'm getting the holy water out. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to cleanse this room. And then it disappeared. I mean, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe I, there's some weird uh, thing. But I, I've always been like, I have, a, I have a comfort level with that kind of artwork. But these books for Gibbs Smith... You know, there's things I've wanted to try for years, and now I can just, you know, I can do it. I can kind of tweak it to make it current. Because the alphabet books, the reason that, I mean, you have, you have 18 of them now, and you're yeah. still working on them. It's, each one has, like, a theme. Like, this one is A for America, so the whole book's going to be American-themed. Yeah. And you just have to find, and, and, and they're very, literally the G page just says G is for George Washington, and that's an illustration. So it really is a showcase of illustration, and it's only going to sell well if the illustrations look like they do. They look great. Well, thanks. Yeah, you know... What I like to do is like the art to do the heavy lifting, you know, where you look at it and like, oh, I can, you know, I can guess what they were doing today or, you know, what what's, you know, make a idea in your head what kind of fantasy these people are, you know, are into. But yeah, the, the you know, I do, I've done stuff for Ramadan, um, Hanukkah, Christmas. It's kind of weird. I'm not, you know, I'm kind of a secular kind of guy, but it's, you know, it's fun doing things for all the holidays, Easter, just some historical stuff, which was fun. And I'm just hoping that I can keep my, oh, keep coming up with ideas. But, you know, eventually that hole will, will run out and I'll have to find something else. Eventually we'll, people will be done with letters and they'll move on. <laughs> yeah. Next uh, thing, number book. I tell you. Yeah. It's the next thing. You know what? It might be. Um, There's a few more numbers than letters, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like infinite. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I do get wor- I worry about is, like, what's the next? And I have ideas. And I actually have an idea for a... A graphic novel, and I've I've had publishers, you know, I've done a few pages, and publishers have have showed interest, and I think I could do it. It just I told you before we started that I this interview that I've been doing a book about every six weeks for like the last three years. Wow! And it's um, yeah, I think last year I did. I mean, well, sometimes more than that. I think I was adding up the books I did last year, and some are a lot simpler. I think it was like 28 books in a year, which is unheard of for like anybody, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. and it, 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 it did kind of. Outside it, of Stephen Heller writing 28 books in a year, nobody does 28 books. Yeah. Year. And it, it did kind of totally like I was just kind of a shell, you know, like just an empty husk up until uh, weeks ago, it kind of hit the wall where it's like, I can't work like that, but I'm trying to figure out the next type of book. And I think me and my wife, she's a really good writer. Actually, she helped. Like, when you're talking about that Howl article, she edits everything. So she knows how to write. Yeah, we've got some stuff burning, and hopefully I can I can get it get it done and set it out. It is nice to know. You know, it's I, I've been at this for so long. It's nice. To, it's frustrating as people come to me and ask me if I can help them out. And I'm kind of like, I'm so in such a niche that I, I want to help people, but... I'm kind of like I'm stuck. I only have a handful of steady clients, and most of them are publishing. And when people ask me for help, and I say hey, I'll try, I'm not really sure if I can. I think people think I'm lying because I have such a like my career's been you know pretty good. And well, these are big projects. It's yeah. not like you. I mean, it takes a while to do. I mean, how many how many illustrations are in one of these books? Twenty six, and then you get the the Plus end the pages cover, and, and the yeah. cover and the back cover. And the thing is, I'm. Oh, and you're using a very detailed look too. It's not yeah. like it's not like, you know, a five minute sketch here. They've slowly gotten more and more detailed. Like the first one, I, I simplified big time because that 
the guy at Scholastic was, he criticized it and said, simplify. And I kind of starting to fall back into my old ways of making them more and more detailed. And it's, people seem to like it, but if you look at the books, it, it takes about, well, I, I can get all the sketches done in a week. That's, you know, that's moving pretty fast. And then I can illustrate the book typically in a week and a half, maybe two weeks at the most. So I'm just, I'm moving. I, I put myself on a deadline. Like I got to get two or three pages finalized in a week or in a day. And if I don't get that, then I start like, I start stressing over it. Because I know as soon as that's done, I have another another line of books. And I have a, oh, I, I can't talk about it now, what, like the details, but I, I got a, a series with another publisher of like classics, like Jungle Book, Wizard of Oz. And there's eight books and those are all like, drop dead, you have to start them here and you have to finish them here. And I'm doing that while I'm juggling like three other books at the same time. So, you know, things are pretty, pretty nuts. Do you get time like in between to like ideate and do that or you just burn in? No, it's just... Just kind of while it's happening? <laughs> I'm, no, I, I don't... No. <laughs> it's just like, I'm just like cranking out as fast as I can. It, it's sort of, and I also have kids, so I have to figure out when I can take them to soccer practice and stuff like that. But there's really hardly any time, like concept time. I mean, it's like I'll sit down and the concept time is basically the time to do the sketches. It's like I have half a day to do two, you know, two sketches. And so I'll, I'll work it out there. And I'll, it, it's just, I don't know, maybe I'm like Rain Man or something. It's just like it, it like my brain kind of like processes stuff really fast. And if actually sometimes if I know I have to have it done, I work, it, it happens. But if I like if I'm trying to do my own books and I don't have a set deadline, I'll drag it out. Not because I want to or being um, I'm procrastinating. I just I, like I just my mind it starts thinking too much and then I, it doesn't get done, but I know I have to get this done. Like, like before I came here, I had to get one drawing done before I came here. And so it's done. <laughs> it's got <kept laughs> done up here. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to be right back with, with Greg. So Greg, where, where, do, where do you send people to find out more information? If, if they want to see your work, or if they want to get more more about you, because because you have these fantastic books you've made um, since we last spoke, that, that that I think you you know, but I don't, yeah, think, you know, I don't think it's like call me up, I'll drop one off at your house. That's not going to happen, you know. Yeah, I um, you kind of uh, you sent me in a direction how to make like self published books, like art books, and I was gonna I was thinking about putting on my website for sale, but I haven't because like. You know, if I sold them when, to make, you know, it probably cost about $100 a book to sell. And I'm like... Yeah, what we did was, because we did, I think it was when you were here, like, two years ago, we did a we did our, you know, it's 1119.com slash ebook will go to our, you know, our book of self-promotion. And and you can find it on Blurb. We just put it out there, and, and, and we sell it for, I don't know how much it is, but we don't make any money. Yeah. So we just, like, you can buy it, but we don't care. We give away the PDF. Cause it, or you can just look at it on blurb. Yeah, you know what? That's a good idea. I never thought about just putting the PDF out there. But that, yeah, I should do that. Well, uh, even if you put it for sale on blurb, you, they can flip through the PDF that way, too. We yeah. Don't, we don't care. We're like, yeah. That's, yeah, you know, I mean, the best way is you just Google my name or go to my website. I mean, there's some, if you just type, like, every now and then, not to sound 
weird, but I'll just Google my name to see what's out there. And, you know, it all comes up. It just, you, even if you probably misspell my name, you get close, <laughs> it'll come up. But yeah, if you go to my website, it's it's there. And, you know, if people want to know more, you know, they can just email me. I'm, I'm pretty open to, you know, if people want to ask me stuff, I'll, I'll get back to them and I'll send samples if there's something that they want to see that's specific. What's, what's the craziest request you've gotten? Like anyone... Oh. Like anyone asks for a sample and you're like, what are you talking about? Or Sometimes people will ask for stuff. Like there's a client that, uh, they used to be a client. It was a, a rental car company, like a big you know, national rental car company. And they did ask me for a bunch. I did one, I did, well, I did a series of stuff. And then they asked me for a bunch of samples. And then like six months later, I saw what looked like my art, but it wasn't my art. <laughs> so you, I got to, you know, that was kind of weird. And you got to worry about people kind of, plagiarizing but I've I've worked you know I've done stuff for Mattel you know I've done you know just that was a crazy client you don't realize like how much you know like how much work's involved in creating a Barbie art and like and you find out behind the scenes too like like what they're looking at and what their inspirations are and they'll ask you you know to work off what they send you um but crazy wise it just um it might be like the ABC books, just because it's so much work and it's such a, it's such a breakneck pace. Um, yeah, I wish I had a better answer. You know, what's what's crazy? That's right. And 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 last question: what what advice do you have if somebody? Because I'll do portfolio reviews all the time, and people come up and they show me port illustration. I'm like, I'm not. I can't help you with illustration. Like I I can illustrate to a point. Paul can illustrate to a much further point than myself. But I'm like, at least go talk to Paul at the very least. But like, what do you like? What what do you tell someone who's in, who wants to go into heavy into illustration? What's the big advice? If you really want to do it and you want to be successful, I mean, it's a sacrifice. When like when I got like uh, when I was in college, I mean, I you, you take art classes. But when I wasn't in class, I was in the studios. Like I mean, every weekend. I was, you know, every night. And then when I got out of college, I, it was the same things. I would, like, I was dating people and we'd break up because I would spend the nights working on styles. I'd spend the weekends working on, you know, books that never got published. So I guess it's just, you know, work, you got to work hard and you got to develop something that's sort of you. I mean, there's, a, there's so many people out there. I'm not, you know, if... I'd be really nervous if I was out there now because there's a lot of good people. I guess, you know, look at what, what is hot and what who are, who's successful. And, you know, you can try to emulate it if you want. And then from there, if you can kind of nail down what other people are doing, then you develop your own style. But you got to be able to compete with what's out there. And there's a lot of really good stuff. Yeah, and I assume you also got to be, like, like we said, you got to be honest when you look at your work and go from there. Yeah, I think most artists are kind of insecure. I mean, or designers in general. I mean, everyone who's a art, you know, in we're all terrible. We yeah. all like this is the worst. You look at anything you did two weeks ago, you're like, I this is terrible. Yeah, and you know, you send stuff off to someone who asks for a job, and if you don't, if I don't hear back from like, like that day or you know within a few hours, you know, your mind goes to, oh, I I screwed it up. They're gonna hate it. On one hand, that's it's bad because you you. you get kind of neurotic about things. But on the other hand, it keeps pushing you to try to do something better, you know, because if you're never confident that's good enough, you always try to improve on it. And I guess it just, that too, just don't get too satisfied. Just try, always try to make it a little bit better, you know. And eventually, if, if you're good, 
you'll find something. And, you know, there's artist reps, there's agents out there, you know, that's probably, if someone was really into it, put your portfolio together and find an artist rep. And chances are with, with a rep, you'll, you'll get exposure. Yeah, that's, I always forget because like designers don't really have reps. There are no design reps. Yeah, no, it's designs. That's a, you know, I did design for years. It's a tough, it's tough, you know, you've been successful at it, but you, every time I come in here, there's always something new. And so I'm always, uh, it's always exciting to see what you've been up to. Well, we, we don't crank out a book every six weeks. We don't even crank out a website every six weeks. So. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't yeah. recommend, I don't recommend that if you want to have a life, but. I'm thrilled that you asked me to come on the show because I I have nothing but you know respect for what you've done. Well, well, we we really appreciate it, Greg, and, and we look forward to uh, seeing what you do next and, and always following what you, your work. It's, it's it's fantastic. Thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. The Reflex Blue Show with Donovan Murray is hosted at 36point.com. Music by Dust Lab.